0: Welcome to the Igniting Hope Podcast, where you will experience catalytic encouragement and practical tools to renew your mind with truth instead of lies, so you can experience transformation in your emotions, circumstances, and influence. Let's break off self-limiting beliefs together like never before.
1: Today's message is hearing God through the wrong filter. (laughs) Hearing God Through the Wrong Filter, I'll get into that in just a moment. Looking forward to being at Bethel, Atlanta, this weekend, uh, morning and Sunday night service. And soon I will be in Fremont, California. That's coming up. We'll be in, or I will be in Buffalo, New York area in May. We'll be in New Mexico, Netherlands, in Concord, California. Hey, just telling you, great places to be. Be in Taiwan in the month of August. And just look at our itinerary for other places that uh, I or Wendy are going to be or Connie Jones from our team. Connie Jones will be in Valparaiso. Indiana coming up in April. Wow. Hey, today, hearing God through the wrong filter. You know, just sometimes we can hear people through the wrong filter, a filter of prejudice, a filter filter of our own wounds and hurts so that when somebody is saying something, we don't actually hear what is being said. My wife, Wendy, shares about when we first got married, that I would, after she would get into bed, I would get up or do late at night or get up early in the morning, do the dishes, clean the house. And one of my love languages is acts of service. And she would hear it through the filter of, I'm not a good wife. (laughs) So I'm trying to send her a message, I love you. But she would uh, interpret it wrong through her filters. And we, we Also, we talk a lot about strongholds and strongholds of, in 2 Corinthians 10, 4, and 5 strongholds, mindsets, and we, our strongholds are looking for proof to confirm what they already believe is true. So if I have a positive stronghold of favor, then I'm going to, I'm going to look for favor. I'm looking for belief that I have favor. If I have a stronghold that believes I'm not a person of favor, I'm not a person of influence, and that's my belief system, then I'm looking for proof to constantly confirm that belief system. Maybe I have a belief system that I'm underappreciated. Then I'm looking for that or if I have a belief system about God's nature, and this is what we're going to be going after in this podcast today, that our belief systems are strongholds, we can call them filters, then what we will interpret that even God is saying will come through, especially with negative father wounds, uh, where we haven't Allowed the Lord, or we haven't been healed by that, or just religious teachings that we've been under legalisms, then the filter or the stronghold that we have about God will cause us to interpret Him and what He's saying in the wrong way. He's saying one thing, but will interpret another. I used to have a stronghold that joy was not important. That actually if we were joyful we weren't, we weren't getting it. <laughs> so because I had that stronghold I did not even see the verses in the Bible that talked about me walking in joy enjoying life laughter I didn't even see those. So As we talk about this today, just even in the beginning, we recognize that through our negative strongholds, that we are not fully interpreting what God is saying at the highest level. I've shared with you on these podcasts that I have a theory that 17 Chapters of the New Testament are the most important chapters to get into our spirit. If we can get these 17, and then we're going to be able to interpret the rest of the Bible properly. If we don't get those 17, then the filter that we're using to interpret the rest of the Bible is not the highest filter. And just for review, those 17 chapters are Galatians 1 to 6, Ephesians 1 to 3, Colossians 1 and 2, Romans 4, 5, 6, 7, and 8, and Hebrews 4. Those chapters help us get the filter right. Those chapters help us get our God concept stronghold positive. (laughs) And I'm going through those chapters right now. My Pattern of Bible reading right now is this. I'm in the morning spending time in those 17 chapters. I'm in Colossians 1 right now. And then in the evening, I go to bed listening to audio Bible. And right now I'm in Ezra chapter 5. Meditated on that this morning. Great Great verse that coming out of that and the, the end of Second Chronicles, so powerful. But that that's my what I'm doing. So and as we look at even those chapters and and understand the importance of those chapters, because they'll help us in our identity of Christ, they'll help us understand what Jesus did on the cross. The, they'll Help us understand the difference between the old covenant and the new covenant. They're totally different covenants, totally different ways of accessing our relationship with the Lord. So, and I think about even the apostolic prayers that Paul prayed in Ephesians 1 and prayed in Ephesians 3 and prayed in Colossians chapter 1. Those prayers are. Prayers that we will have revelation and insight and the spirit of wisdom that will understand uh, the hope of our calling, will understand the great power of believing, will understand the height, the depth, the width, the breadth of the love of God so we can be filled with the fullness, all fullness of God. And those chapters or those prayers highlight to us the need for revelation on certain things that are going to cause a victorious lifestyle and are going to cause us to interpret what God is saying at the highest level. So my my wife said recently, and we were doing a Facebook live a year or two ago and she was saying that if we don't say to a two-year-old, hey, I'm going to tell you something. I'm only going to tell you once. If you, and please do not forget it. Listen to these words. I love you. No, no, no parent is going to say that. Because good parents are constantly telling their children, I love you. I love you. And she said this if we're not hearing regularly or daily from the Lord the words, I love you, then we're probably not hearing God as well as we think we're hearing God. (laughs) So, what are we hearing? What is our filter? And I realized that uh, as I uh, share today that I'm probably going to need to do a part two on this one, which is going to be fun because we need to hear these truths over and over and over again. Jesus, before he did any ministry, At the start of his ministry, at the start of him focusing in on his purpose in life, at the end of Matthew 3, he heard the words from the Father, this is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. His filter caused him to hear that he was beloved, he was loved, and that he was well-pleasing to the Father. Now, again, as we understand the purpose of the life of Jesus and what he did and that he lived a sinless life that we couldn't live so that we would have all of the benefits and all of the connection and all of the relationship and all of the feelings of Father God, that Father God had towards Jesus while he was on earth, we would have those. Our filters would change to where what Jesus experienced and believed about his father and felt from his father, we would hear and feel those same things. One of the verses that I've really been thinking a lot about is in Hebrews 5, verses 11 and verse 13, 12 is good, 14 is good. Uh, The writer of Hebrews is going in the deep waters. He's going into uh, talking about Melchizedek. And and then he says in verse 11, I've got much to say to you, but I can't go on because you've become dull of hearing. You've become dull of hearing. And he goes on to say, uh, you need milk instead of solid food. And, He says in verse 13, you are unskilled in the word of righteousness. You are unskilled in the word of righteousness. And he didn't say you're unskilled in the word. And I want to be skilled in the word. But he got specific. You're unskilled in the word of righteousness. And if we're unskilled in the word of righteousness, what that means is that We believe we become unrighteous when we do an unrighteous act. Again, I love what Wendy says. Uh, A sinner doesn't become righteous by doing a righteous act. They're still a sinner. Well, we can't, she says, we can't have it both ways. We don't become a sinner by doing an unrighteous act. So, being skilled in the word of righteousness is to believe that we are still righteous when we do an unrighteous act. And certainly we're not talking about just doing our own thing, but I'm talking to people today who want to do it right. I'm talking to people today who are born again. If you're not born again, you're going to get born again soon. (laughs) You're born again, you want to do it right. And so this is a powerful teaching. Now, if we're unskilled in the word of righteousness, This is the point I'm going to make today, and we're going to wrap this up, and we're going to do a part two next week. If we're unskilled in the word of righteousness, we believe that God's primary message to us is to get our behaviors right, to get our surrender right, to get our our lives right. But if we're skilled in the word of righteousness, what we believe is that God's primary message to us is to tell us how much he loves us, tell us who we are in him, and that that is the message that we're going to primarily hear, our filter, because we believe we're righteous, is going to hear that message more than we're going to hear the message of fixing our behaviors or fixing our commitment level now this is a revolutionary thought this is so powerful that our what is our filter if we have the wrong filter if we have an old covenant filter in our thinking then what we're going to interpret, everything that God is trying to say to us, we'll interpret it through the stronghold and the lens that he's always and only wants to talk to us about our lack of surrender, our lack of commitment, and our lack of obedience or our lack in our behaviors. But if we have the right filter, if we have a positive righteousness consciousness rather than sin consciousness, if we have a righteousness consciousness, then what we're going to be hearing primarily from him is how much he loves us. We'll feel that love and we will hear from him who we are. We'll hear prophetically, we'll hear empowering words. It doesn't mean we'll never hear corrective words, but that will not be the majority of what we hear. God is not a nitpicker. If if we're not skilled in the word of righteousness, we believe God is nitpicking about us, nagging us about our wrong behaviors and our wrong commitments. Boy, oh boy, this has been so fun today to share with you. And I look forward to sharing more with you next week on on this this, this great topic. Woo-hoo! Of having the wrong filter about God. Hey, a couple things before we close today. This this will be one, by the way, to listen to again for some of you. This will be a powerful one. And we not only are doing these on our normal podcast platforms, we also present these podcasts on our Igniting Hope YouTube channel. Check it out. If you haven't checked that out, we're doing some, got some great teachings there, my team and I. Also, if you're not signed up for our newsletter at ignitinghope.com and you want to hear where we're going to be traveling, you want to receive my Monday blog every week that is usually connected to the podcast, which is in written form. Go to ignitinghope.com and you can sign up for our newsletter. And also, We've got a special course called The Culture of Empowerment using the book I wrote with my brother Dr. Phil Backlund. We have a business and organizational version of that book that we that came also from an original one. And my brother Phil is doing coaching. We have you can go to ignitinghopeacademy.com and you can find the culture of empowerment. And also as you pay for that, you will be able to receive coaching sessions for Phil to become an empowering leader. And all of, even what I shared today, uh, empowering leaders are like God and their primary message is is to build big people. And to build big people, you first start with their identities, you start with beliefs in them. And so that's a great thing, ignitinghopeacademy.com to find out about the culture of empowerment and then one last thing before I close today is that I want to announce is that my book Igniting Joy in 40 Days a devotional will be coming out in ebook form and in hard copy within a few weeks and right before our conference April 28th and 29th the Abounding Hope and Joy Conference That some of you will be attending if you, hey, by the way, I do have an extra announcement. If you want to attend that, you can go to ignitinghopeacademy.com. Abounding Hope and Joy Conference, two days here in Redding, California, live event. We will not be streaming that this year. Wendy and I, some of our greatest content, our team, it's going to be uh, the theme this year is the party is here, celebrative worship. It is going to be a cut-loose time and celebrating what God has done for us and, and who we are. Hey, Steve Backlin here. We are here at Igniting Hope Ministries to ignite your hope. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. Hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present, and I and we have the power to help make it so. I believe after love, hope is the most powerful leadership, influential quality that there is. That our hope level determines our influence level. And he has the most hope, has the most influence. And remember too, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. We don't need strength at the end of the battle. We need strength in the middle of the battle. Pretty much for everybody listening today, today's just not a good day <laughs> to walk in radical joy. You know... I've never found the convenient season to walk in radical joy. There has to come a time, just as with the renewing of the mind, it's never convenient to radically renew our minds. It's never convenient to be radically joyful. There's always a reason why today seems not to be a good day. Either we're battling personal weaknesses, uh, relational things, outcomes in our families or uh, in our prayers that we haven't seen yet, Um national problems, a uh, news that's not that's that we hear that's not good. There's always a reason, but I need joy. A merry heart is good like medicine in order to have longevity. Strength and longevity, a merry heart is key. Jesus created a culture of gladness around him according to Hebrews 1:9. He was anointed with the oil of gladness above all his companions. And Great leaders, great parents, great friends create a culture of gladness around them because to be glad, we've got to let go of a lot of things, a lot of these negative mindsets and strongholds. Gladness is a uh, reducer and it breaks those things. It pulls down strongholds. Hey, my book, uh, Igniting Joy in 40 Days, certainly is going to help us to do that. We've been doing in these Podcast, we've been asking you to pray five seconds (laughs) as a model that it is more powerful to attach faith to five seconds of prayer and say thank you afterwards than to do 30 minutes of prayer, not attaching faith. So would you pray for even some of the things that I've mentioned, our conference, the new book, Phil's Empowerment, uh, fills up my empowerment course. By the way, that course has me on it as well in video and audio form. And yeah, just pray. Let's take five seconds right now to pray for igniting hope. Amen. Amen. Just say thank you. Just say thank you right now. Thank you, Lord. You're moving and igniting hope. Thank you. You're moving in the area that you pray thank you is how we water the prayers that we've prayed uh, in in the past. Again, thank you so much. I'm going to say thank you to you. And I'm, I'm excited to be with you on, on next week where we're going to go deeper into this podcast of talking about overcoming having wrong filters about that cause us to hear God in the wrong way.
0: Thank you so much for listening. You can be a part of our live stream of this Igniting Hope podcast by joining our social media channels on YouTube and Facebook and hitting notifications. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review. Help us get the message of hope out to more people by liking and sharing this podcast. Also, We have so many more incredible resources for you, including books, events, and courses on our website, ignitinghope.com. And why don't you say this concerning the message in today's podcast? I receive it and I'll
1: never be the same again.